0: Before we begin, take note to check out episode 29 of Addressing Gettysburg podcast with Matt Callery, who generously announces the History of North America series. Welcome to the History of North America. I'm Mark Vinette. We're taking a break from our usual episodic fare for something very different. Esteemed podcaster Steve Guerra invited me on his show, Beyond the Big Screen to discuss the Mel Gibson movie, Apocalypto, set in Mesoamerica during the Aztec Empire and Mayan civilization. I hope you enjoy the interview.
1: I am very happy to be joined by Mark Vinette of the History of North America podcast, and we are going to talk about the incredible movie, Apocalypto, from 2006. This is really, truly one of the greatest movies of all time, at least in my opinion. We are going to talk about the history and the real background behind this amazing movie. But before we get started, Mark, how how are you doing today? I'm wonderful, Steve, and I'm really pleased to be part of this. Can you maybe tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about your podcast?
0: Well, I've always loved history ever since I was a young boy. And although I've greatly enjoyed traveling the world throughout my lifetime, North America remains my home and holds a special place in my mind, my heart, and my soul deep down. I've spent most of my life pursuing my passion for this part of the world as a historian, an author, professor, scholar, radio host, a lecturer, a videographer, a researcher, and a passionate tourist. I've traveled everywhere throughout the continent, and now as a podcaster. I've chosen to present my podcast in a series of detailed episodes during which I attempt to inform, share, teach, and entertain my audience in a positive manner with the sweeping saga of the continent from its deep history origins to our present epoch. And for the purposes of my podcast, I define North America to include the USA, Canada, and Mexico. A lot of people define North America in different ways. You can include up to 30 countries, but I choose to explore the interesting and compelling and inspiring stories of these three great nations.
1: Yeah, I think that's awesome. That's really something I've always been interested in learning more about is how all three of the, you know, the main countries, I guess you might say, of North America, how they fit together, because they really do fit together in ways that seemingly they don't fit together. And I think that's a really awesome project.
0: I strongly believe that the complete history of these three nations cannot be properly analyzed and understood without reference to the history of the other. Part of this saga also brings us to the today's motion picture, which is set in the southernmost part of North America.
1: Yeah, so I will set this up just a little bit before we dig in uh, into kind of the nitty gritty of this movie, but just kind of a 10,000 foot view. Um, Apocalypto is a movie set in approximately 1500 CE Mesoamerica. The film uh, was directed, written, produced, and all of the above by Mel Gibson. The movie was released right after Mel Gibson had a uh, famous drunk driving incident where he had an anti-Semitic rant. And uh, that kind of cast a shadow over the movie. But so just to put that into a little bit of context as we go into the conversation... The movie was completely filmed using a Mesoamerican native language, commonly called Maya, which again we'll get in or Mayan, which we'll get into a little bit more detail about that because that's a really interesting facet of the movie. The cast featured entirely Native American and/or Mexican actors, including Rudy Youngblood, Dalia Hernandez, Raúl Trujillo, and many more. Uh, a lot of these actors. Uh, would be more well-known in Mexican film oftentimes um, than they would be in more um, of a U.S.-based film market. I think that this movie, to me, just to set the stage where I've come from with the movie, it really captures humanity in all of its best and its worst. I really feel like the, this movie was a masterpiece in storytelling. And as usual, we won't go through the movie scene by scene. And I highly suggest you watch this movie, listen to the episode, then watch the movie again. And uh, I, I was when I rewatched this movie in the last um, week, I think... It's. I've probably seen the movie a dozen times, and I get more out of it each time. So that's why I'm really glad, Mark, that you were uh, able to come on and discuss this movie. Uh, so I know I'll watch it again. But so, Mark, why don't you set us up a little bit about some of the background and the history of Mesoamerica and the Maya
0: the plot of this movie, Steve, isn't particularly original. It's it's a fast-paced to chase movie in the end. Very few films are set in Mesoamerica, which is a historical region and cultural area that includes central and southern Mexico. It's an area that I examine in in episodes eight, nine, and eleven of my own podcast. And within this region, I take a close look at the pre-Columbian enlightened societies. Now pre-Columbian, of course, meaning what happened in North America before Christopher Columbus sailed in 1492. Now, the enlightened societies in this region flourished for thousands of years before the Spanish colonization of the region. Mesoamerica was the site of one of the most profound historical transformations in history, at the same level as Mesopotamia in the Middle East. Mesoamerica is one of the five areas in the world where ancient civilization arose independently, and one of only three regions where writing is known to have developed on its own. When you think of that, it's just mind boggling that so much was happening in such a small, restrained area. That particular area is defined by its cultural traits, its religious traditions, and we see a lot of this in the movie. There were Three major civilizations that arose in Mesoamerica before Columbus arrived. And the first major civilization was called the Olmecs civilization, O-L-M-E-C-S. And they began to occupy the area around 1500 BCE up to about 400 BCE. They laid many of the foundations for the great civilizations that followed. And at this point, it's key to understand the timeline. So, all you listeners who are chronologically challenged folks, and I know a lot of smart people who are challenged in this way, the Mayan civilization began around 500 BCE and came before the Aztec Empire. So many people I speak to get the two mixed up, or they think that both of them flourished in a parallel fashion. But actually, it was the Mayan civilization that developed first in the BCE years. They reached their most Advanced point around 450 CE and then began their decline, rapid decline, as a matter of fact, in about 900 CE. And it's after them that the Aztec took over and basically conquered the area during the 1400s, right up until the Spanish arrived and conquered them. Now, a lot of what we see in the movie, to me, is a mixture of Mayan and Aztec civilization. Because the movie takes place, I think at the beginning of the film, Steve, they say they mentioned the year 1502. At that point, Mayan civilization was on the decline big time. Most of their huge mega cities had been abandoned around the year 900. And although their civilization continued, especially in the Yucatan Peninsula, where the movie takes place, they were really on the skids. It was the Aztecs who were. In control, and who were extremely powerful and had these wonderful, large, huge cities that were their power base. Now, Mel Gibson made, I think, an artistic choice to focus on one civilization, the Mayan, and he gave them much more power and importance, I think, in the movie at the time that it was set in 1500 than he sh- perhaps should have, because it was really the Aztec that were controlling that whole area. So, He Hollywoodized the the history a bit, but to great effect, because as you know, if, if a film just goes left and right in different directions, then the audience often has difficulty following. But when Mayan civilization began encountering difficulties in the ninth century, we still don't have an accepted theory that explains their collapse. But a lot of the reasons that have been proposed, we see in the movie, there's rebellion, There's civil war, there's overpopulation resulting in severe environmental degradation, and there's drought. All these things are hinted at in the movie with respect to what happened to the Maya hundreds of years before that was also happening to the Aztec at this point in time.
1: It's a big movie, and I think um, maybe a good place to start is that they kind of set up a juxtaposition between the village where um, the main character lives and the big city and it's kind of a hero journey of the main character going from a village life that's really very hunter gatherer and then they show this complicated and complex city was that kind of how the the society was organized back then were there bands of hunter gatherers living parallel to extremely sophisticated city dwellers
0: yes there were especially
1: uh, during the, uh, the Aztec years, the main city,
0: the capital city, Tenochtitlan, it was built and structured in a way that it was not controlling its territory by force, but more by allowing the cities to run themselves, uh, to be in control of their own internal affairs, but by giving tribute a few times a year to the, uh, the capital city. So as long as they got their tribute that's what was important to the aztec. the mayans had more of a hands-on approach and that included not only the villages but also other city-states. so, yes, that is a realistic way of presenting how the uh, civilization was structured. you had enormous, highly developed and advanced and sophisticated civilizations and prosperous cities alongside smaller villages.
1: from what i've read even the, over the course of, you know, my years of adulthood, you know, just picking up on articles here and there along the way of um, Mesoamerican archaeology, it seems to have drastically changed over the years and things that they thought for sure a couple of years ago get completely blown out of the water with new evidence. What was the general character, I guess, of what we know, at least uh, as of today in late 2020, early 2021? What do we know about the sophistication level of their cities and maybe a little bit of how they were organized? Maya
0: cities were located in places that controlled trade routes and that could supply essential products. And they tended to be dispersed and were subject to irregular expansion with the haphazard growth outwards from the core. So that's how their cities Would be built. The city centers were occupied by ceremonial and administrative complexes and surrounded by an irregular sprawl of residential districts. Around these cities, they would tap into the natural resources. And we see this in the movie. At one point, we realize that the forests around the large city are being depleted. We also uh, see them mining for limestone, which they use in various manners and various ways. In the city, and to create one ton of limestone, you had to cut down five tons of trees. So we see them depleting their resources. That's one thing that we've known for a while, but that has been re emphasized by more recent discoveries. With regards to the political rule, well, that was centered on the concept of the divine king who acted as a mediator between mortals and the supernatural realm. And this kingship was patrilineal. And the power would normally pass to the eldest son. Now, a prospective king was also expected to be a successful military leader for the Mayan world that was dominated by warring superpowers. So there was a lot more internal wars and civil wars going on during this era than most people thought, perhaps a generation or two ago. It was often believed that the Maya were the more peaceful of the civilizations from Mesoamerica and the Aztecs were more violent. But with time, we've realized that the Mayans also practiced blood sacrifice on a human and an animal level that was extremely high, and it was widespread throughout all of the Mesoamerican cultures and a theme in the Mayan religion. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Join us next time for part two of this special interview. Check out the YouTube version of this episode, which has accompanying visuals, including maps, charts, timelines, photos, and diagrams. Please consider supporting our History of North America series in the following ways. Join our Patreon. We offer lots of membership benefits, including artworks and books. I have authored many historical fiction and nonfiction books, including exciting international historical mystery and suspense thrillers. One of the main characters in my Denari Novels series is a young woman named Andalusia. Who has Mexican ancestral connections. All my books are available in print and digital format on Amazon. If you shop Amazon, for books or anything else, make sure to use our link so Amazon knows who sent you, thereby giving us extra credit, with no supplemental cost to you. All links appear in this episode's description and on our website at markfinet.com. Join me again next time and spread the word to family and friends. And don't forget, all positive ratings, reviews, feedback, and comments are appreciated and help attract more people to this series. I'm Mark Vinette, and I hope you enjoyed the listen.